Welcome to Arise Life, a community of believers being equipped, empowered, and released into their destiny. For more information, go to ariselife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Oh, by the way, a little update on my knee. Uh, I was as surprised as y'all when it got healed. Anybody had a, like something wrong with you for a while and it just becomes like part of the furniture? Like, you know what I mean? You're like, that's just who I am, you know? Just, you know, I, I, I would joke it was my gangsta gimp. Oh, I wanted to be like, get it like a Crips, you know, kind of gear and, you know, kind of roll with it. But, um, but then, you know, when, um, you know, uh, I think it was Carter uh, prayed for um, Ed and Ed got healed and he was surprised. And then Masha said, well, then you pray for Peter and he was surprised. And then when I got healed, he was shocked, Right. <laughs> But I've got to tell you, you know how much faith I had when he prayed for me? Zero. 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 Some of you, when Masha gave that altar call, came forward because you were full of faith. Because you were full of, I love Jesus. And some came forward because you're like, I want to love Jesus. Jesus takes us where we're at. And he's good. He's good. He's good. And so uh, the good news is the pain that I had been in crippling pain for about four weeks, I think, was gone. Come on. The interesting thing is, even though the pain was gone, I needed to rebuild muscle. Well, why didn't God just heal that too? Ask him. I don't know. But we can't allow what we don't understand to rob us of what we do know right? We want to celebrate what God does, and we don't want to lower what God will do down to the level of our experience. We want to see more and more and more. So, all right. So guys, we've been going through the book of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians to be exact, and the book of 1 Corinthians is written to some people who are called Corinthians. Why are they called Corinthians? Because they live in Corinth, right? You know what I mean? It's just like, I lived in a city, town called Wilmore, we were will morons. I mean, <laughs> some of you, that was more obvious than others. You're like, yeah. Um, but the Corinthians had an equally bad name like will moron. To be called Corinthian was to be called, uh, what's a really bad city to be from? Don't say somewhere around here, by the way. Newark. Newark? <laughs> Newark. Uh, yeah. Jersey Shore, you know, or, or being from, you know, being from uh, the bad parts of Vegas or whatever. Being, when you said somebody was Corinthian, it meant they had no morals. And do you know what happens to religious people in the areas of no morals? What do you think? So you either lose your morals or what's the opposite? Hyper spiritual and you judge the tar out of everybody. Right? Yeah. So imagine this. Paul has planted a church, and the church has in it prostitutes, former prostitutes, key, very key, uh, former prostitutes and hyper-religious people. Anybody see there might be some problems? Anybody felt judged in church? Awesome. Anybody judged in church? I think we've covered everybody. <laughs> Into this, into this body, he's saying, guys, and he's been saying throughout this, this book so far, this epistle, he said, guys, you were made to be one. You've made, but I hear you guys are divided. 
How can you be divided? For us, we're like, have you seen a church? Churches are divided. That's what churches do. Like, you know, Paul's shocked that they're divided. And we're like, why are you shocked? Right? (laughs) Maybe we're not seeing the church the way Jesus sees the church. See, we talked about this many times, but in John 17, the very last things he says to his, his, his disciples, the thing or reason he came to die was not to save you from your sin. That's a byproduct. Not to simply make you perfect and holy. That's a byproduct. The goal was that you may be one with Christ and therefore also one with one another relationship with God and relationship with one another. And so Paul is flipping, losing his mind over division in the church. And we think that's as normal as it comes. Is it true? Maybe we need to get God's vision for what the body's supposed to look like. And that's why Paul starts in the beginning of the book. He says, I determined to know among you only one thing. Do you guys remember what it was? Jesus Christ and him crucified. Do you know what? If you make it all about Jesus Christ and him crucified, you can't be divided. (laughs) What are some of the things we get divided about? Not you, other people. Politics. But I'm right. Okay, so politics. Okay, what's another one? Theology. Okay, what else? Music. Dress codes. Dress codes. Can I wear white after Memorial Day or before Memorial Day? Is that what we're talking about? What else? Spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts. Come on. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. What's another thing? Performance. Performance. You guys can get a little more specific for me. Church organization. Organization. Okay, organs, right. Whether we have an organ or not. What else? What's that? Money, money, money. You know, the funny thing is, when I've had money, I judge those without it. And when I didn't have money, I judge those with it. (laughs) What? Women pastors. Women. Man, I don't know what's with these women. Well, I want to say this. I'll say women pastors, and I'll say men pastors. Be right? Them women is all rebellious like. Them men's dominating and controlling, right? (laughs) Women, men, children, dogs. (laughs) What else? What else? What? Food. 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 Talk to me. We cannot be divided about food. (laughs) I'll say this. I'll I'll, 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 I'll jump on that one. Anybody here, uh, you finally got a revelation that God wanted to affect your diet? And you began to survey everyone else's food choices? Yeah? I'll throw exercise in that as well. Right? You lose 20 pounds and everybody's suddenly fat to you. Right? Okay. Wow, is this too real? All right, moving on. What else? What? How we pray. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, because the only way to worship God is... "Ah!" You can't sit and encounter God quietly. Or the other way, right? Because whichever one you're doing is right. Let's just agree on that. Okay. How you pray or praise. What else? Race. 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 Now you're getting racy. What was that? Pro-life. 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 I thought you said roll tide. 
That's another one. That's another one. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Race up. <laughs> wow. Oh. The truth comes out. Listen, all this stuff don't matter. <laughs> Let's get real. Awesome. Okay. Wow. Okay. Let's stop before we become too divided. Um, wow. Wow. Or Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I remember the first time I really read that. Not really. It was the second or third time. But anybody read scripture and then suddenly you actually pay attention? Anyway, um, and I was like, okay, that cannot be all there is. I'm sorry, Jesus Christ and him crucified. We have a lot of things to deal with. Unless Jesus Christ and him crucified is how we address each of these individually. So let's watch because Paul puts on a master class of how to offend everyone. Right, oh, you're on to me. Right, now we've talked about this before. Jesus dealt with this. There's usually two ditches to anything. The two ditches, one group is do it right, right? Rightness. So that can be moral rightness, theological rightness. It's just do it right. Right, 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 right. The other side says make it work. Anybody here? Uh, Okay, this will get a little real. All right, so you have a need in your life right? Let's say a financial need. That's safe. We all have financial needs. When you have a financial need, usually you run to one of these ditches. True? Right? So if I have a financial need, what would right theology and doing it right uh, to get my financial need need might look like? Say I've got, say I owe, uh, say I owe $5,000. So I give, right? Aha! If I give, right? Because it says give and you get blessed. (laughs) What's the percentage on that, Lord? (laughs) Right? 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 So so I'm going to give. What are some other things? Budget. Budget. Ooh, yes. Budget. What else? Pray hard. hard. Sell buried treasure. What's that? Sell buried treasure. Sell buried treasure. Sell your stuff, give to the poor, uh, fast, right? Anybody had that not work for you? So what ditch did you swing to? One way or another, I'm going to get this thing paid, right? I'm not saying you became a street walker, but you may have walked the streets, (laughs) right? What are some things you might do to make sure you get that money? A multi-level marketing. <laughs> hey, don't trigger us all, okay? Just, just some people are like, <laughs> all right, what else? What else? Rob a bank, okay, all right. Do, you, do we need to do, conf- this doesn't have to be confession time, Carol. <laughs> what else? What else? Say that again? More loans, baby! Yeah, come on, keeping it real. What else? Sell your soul to side. Dude, anybody here done this where you worked so many jobs, you weren't eating, sleeping, or doing anything? Yeah. Yeah, And you're like, yeah, mm mm-hmm. All right, what else? Lie. 
lie. Borrow slash with no intention to repay slash steal. <laughs> what else? Don't give. Come on. <laughs> I'm in my own form of witness protection. <laughs> Bio bankruptcy. Come on. Black. <laughs> Y'all are creative. <laughs> Listen, if you're interested, I got ways. I got ways. We gonna get this paid. All right. Before we all go to hell together, let's stop this. Wow. Wow. Okay. So you're tracking with me, right? So the reality, the thing is, I got to tell you this. Hungry people got to eat. God has given us needs and that we need to be fulfilled. And he designed it. You know why he gave us needs? So that we would need. Need him, need one another. That's why he did it. Because if we were self-sufficient, you know what we would do? We just do us. But we were made for union with God and union with one another. Who here likes to need? <laughs> right? That's the essence of vulnerability is neediness, right? And we're like, we, right? But the reality is my needs become the avenue for God blessing me. So I had a need for healing. Do you, what do you think I did? Did I pray? Yes. Did I do some fasting? Yes. Not as much as you might would think. Did I, do, did I try to be faithful in other ways? Yes. Did I read? Did I study? Yes. And then God chooses to bless me through one, some other guy praying for me. I do not want to stand up here and look like an idiot, thank you very much. Why would God make me need somebody else? Because I need somebody. And so the reality of this is into the, the people of Corinth... They have these two different people, different people groups. Let's just call them, you've got the merchants, sailors, and prostitutes, and the super religious people. And do you know they have different ways they like to get their needs met? And neither are particularly great, but he's calling them all to the foot of the cross. All right, so what does that look like? So if you got Bibles, which I do recommend them, they're quite the hot book this year. Chapter 8 he starts out this thing. He says, now, and, and if you notice, he's going through a list of things that people have reached out to, and they're like, you got to sort these crazy people out. And so this is one of those. He said, now about food sacrificed to idols. You know why I like this is we don't have this issue, <laughs> right? Don't you? are like, wow, I'm pretty good about that. I don't do food sacrifice to idols. <laughs> I don't even have an idol. My gosh, I mean, that Ferrari, but whatever. Anyway, food sacrifice to idols. We know that we all possess knowledge. Home. Have you ever had a friend who got a revelation? You need to know this. You know what I'm talking about? And you're like, okay, easy tiger. Right? You know, they got the wisdom, the revelation, and they're about to blow your mind. You know, drop some knowledge on you. We all possess knowledge. Okay? They possess knowledge, and they possess knowledge. Each of us have had He's saying you got knowledge, but knowledge puffs up while love builds up. Anybody had a bit of knowledge divide you from somebody else? If you don't agree with how I am doing what I am doing, if you don't agree with what I'm going after right now, we can't walk together. 
Well, I got quiet. Anyway, um, knowledge puffs up. What it means is, puffs up. I begin to look down on you. I begin. You know what the most important thing is? Anybody had somebody? They just got like a revelation say about finance, and now everything's about finance for them. And you're like, there are other issues in life, and that's not the one I'm dealing with right now, right? Love, knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. What is love? Love is giving yourself for another, not being self-focused. Those who think they know something (laughs) do not yet know as they ought to know. Anybody confused yet? Isn't that like, that's like a sound of one hand clapping, right? Those who know something do not yet know as they ought to know. Here's here's what he's doing a play on. See, knowledge is a thing, right? You can possess it. Now, I have a question. Can I have knowledge of Masha? Can I have, like, I know all about her? Men, don't say yes. It's not possible, is it, women? I cannot not have full knowledge of Masha. Why? Because knowledge in the scriptures is always relational knowledge. Re- Men, we're, we're out of depth already. I understand. Relational knowledge. Relational knowledge. In other words, he's saying if you think you have possessed the revelation, in other words, you got it all going on, then you still do not know as you ought to know. Know Christ and him crucified and know Christ in your brother and sister. Because you've jumped to a whole lot of knowledge-based conclusions where you judge another. But whoever loves God is known by God. What is he saying? He's saying he's come back. It's It's not about knowing God. It's about loving God and allowing him to know you. Masha kind of referenced this a little bit earlier. God, what do you want me to know about this situation? Anybody gone through something really hard? That would be all of us. Okay, that was, that was easy. And the one question, what's the one question when you go through something really hard that you ask Jesus? Why? <laughs> you guys did, didn't even, <laughs> wow, I thought I was going to have to help you there. Why? Okay, but it's usually more like, why? Right, right, no, yes. Where were you? Why? Where were you? Right? Anybody found you don't get that answer, that question answered? The same reason when a kid's screaming on the floor going, why? They don't get it answered either, right? I don't think we're going to have a meaningful conversation at this point, right? A more powerful question is, God, what do you want me to know about what's happening here? I had that on the way to church this morning. I had, anybody had yucky feelings inside this morning? Okay. Especially if you're not a morning person. <laughs> anyway, and I was driving and I just felt icky. And I was like, Lord, I feel icky. What Masha said about being honest. I feel icky. I'm not going to dig in it. Remember what John, uh, what P, uh, David said, search my heart and know me. See if there's any wicked way in me. I'm not going to do it. Anybody dug in your heart and came out depressed? <laughs> Self-analysis is the gateway to hell. God, what do you want me to know? And I said, God, what do you want me to know? And he said, you feel disqualified. I said, I do. <laughs> I do. I said, why? He said, well, I, and, and then I asked why. And God was like, I was like, okay, 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 okay. What do you want me to know about this? He goes, well, you can't be disqualified. 
I said, I can't. Sure feels like I can. He's like, was David disqualified? I was like, no, he tried pretty hard. Was Moses disqualified? I was like, no. He said, I am the one who qualifies. Man looks on the outside, but I look on the heart. It's like, he said, you just keep your eyes on me, buddy. Okay. What do you want me to know? And so into this situation, they've got, they've got this situation about food, sacrificed idols. Why do, what does that have to do with knowledge? So in the city of Corinth, they had tons of temples. They had a thriving business in temples. And when a festival would come around, they would have a feast. And think of it like uh, anybody been to the Big Shanty Arts Festival. It was like the Big Shanty Arts Festival plus gods and food and prostitution. So... <laughs> Not quite like the Big Shandy Arts Festival, but anyway, hopefully, hopefully not. Anyway, okay, anyway. Um, anyway, so they, what they would do is most of the people in the ancient world, believe it or not, were practical atheists. You know what I mean? Anybody grow up in the South, you know what a practical atheist is? You ask them, are you a Christian? And they're like, yeah. You say, are you a Christian in any way in your life? And they're like, heck no, right? That's a practical atheist. On paper, I worship these gods. At the end of the day, I just do me, Right? And they're practical atheists. So when they, the city would throw a feast in the temple, they paid for everything. Free food, free wine. Who's going, right? I mean, it was literally, it was like 4th of July. And so all the people who grew up as practical atheists, it meant nothing to them. So they would go and they would eat because it was a free meal. Also, they, had, they took all the meat that they would sacrifice to the gods. Some they ate there. They, others, most of the meat in the marketplace was uh, subsidized. If, if it came from the temple, they sold it for cheap. So what kind of meat do you think the poor people ate? Stuff from the temples, right? So he says this thing. He says, so then about eating food sacrificed to idols, we know that an idol is nothing at all in the world. And they're like, aha, I knew it. And that there is no God but one. For even if there are so-called gods, whether in heaven or on earth, as indeed there are many gods and many lords, he's talking more about demons, Yet for us, there is but one God, the Lord, the Father, from whom all things came and for whom we live. And there is but one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all things came and through whom we live. Christ and him crucified. But not everybody possesses this knowledge. Anybody tried to encourage someone to come up to your level of revelation? Right? And he's like, and, and so they're like, dude, cheap meat. I'm able to meet my bills, and I mean, you know, I'm good. And he says, some people are still so accustomed to idols that when they eat sacrificial food, they think of it as having been sacrificed to a god. That would be most of the Jews. And since their conscience is weak, it is defiled. Anybody had this situation where you have a friend who has no problem doing something? but you have a problem with doing it? Give me an example. What does the Bible say about alcohol? Don't get drunk. Don't get drunk. In fact, many times it's talking about alcohol as a, as a wonderful thing. It gladdens the heart. So, alcohol, don't get drunk, right? There are many who can drink alcohol and not get drunk. There are some who have gone down the slip and slide all the way to the bottom and found alcoholism and they can't. So 
what the church did in the past was they're like, you know what? We're just going to do is we're going to lower it down to the lowest common denominator. No alcohol. None. Y'all cut up. Okay. What are some other things that the church has done their best to make things safe by outlawing? Well, this got awkward quick. We'll move on. I don't want to trigger you just yet. I'll give you another example. Uh, Peter talks about that women should be modest. In other words, what they had a problem was is super rich women were walking in and doing a fashion show, right? And it was, and it was causing friction with the poorer women. And he said, dude, God, just let's just consider one another. Let's just be modest. Let's not put on a fashion show. And you know what they did? My, my mom went with my, my dad was asked to preach in a very conservative church. And she knew they had a problem with a lot of this stuff. They had a problem with jewelry. They had a problem with makeup. They had a problem with skirts. They had a problem with that, everything. No, well, no, the length of the skirt. So, I mean, she did everything. She got, she got the, the skirt as long as she could. She, she got her hair kind of undone because she had, like, good hair. And so she kind of got it undone so as not to lead anybody into sin. Um, she got rid of all of her earrings. And the biggest thing, she wore no makeup. Ladies, can you imagine? For Jesus, are you willing to suffer and die and offer up yourself as a living sacrifice without makeup? And so, so I mean, this, she is there. She's going to the cross, right? She is offering herself, right? And she goes, and when she, they get done, nobody heard a thing my dad said. They, they, because she had defiled. Because she didn't take off her wedding ring. <laughs> they, in order to avoid a problem, they went to the very lowest common denominator. Everybody wear a gunny sack, <laughs> preferably over your head, <laughs> right? The, so there's one ditch is no. The other ditch is yes, right? I can do whatever I want. Paul puts it this way in chapter 10. He says, I have the right to do anything. Anybody want to say amen? <laughs> you know, wow, especially if you've been bound in religion, when you discover freedom, somebody, anybody took your freedom for a spin right off a cliff? But you say, but not everything is beneficial. Beneficial. I have the right to do everything, but not everything is constructive. No one should seek their own good, but the good of others. Right? So if my buddy has a problem with alcohol, am I going to serve him alcohol? Am I going to drink in front of him? No. Why? Because I am concerned for him. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you an overview because I really want you to read this for yourself. But this is the overview of 8, 9, 10, and 11. He goes after issue after issue. He said, guys, the issue is, listen, you do have freedom. Yes, you can have cheap meat, but don't flaunt it in front of somebody who it's going to cause them to judge you. Does that make sense? He goes after, now this is a weird one. He goes after women's hair. Again, this is where everybody got all weird in this. He said, women need to cover up their heads. Women, y'all out of order. <laughs> Why would he say something like this? Because in, their, in the ancient world, okay, Masha told me how to stay between the navigational beacons on this one. In the ancient, you guys, I don't know if you guys remember, in the Victorian era, they were so covered up, they would literally write uh, like poems adoring a woman's ankles. Because they caught a glimpse of her ankles once. 
That's the way they were in the ancient world, world about hair. Like, they have these lusty poems written about women's hair. Now, lady, you all have nice hair, but it ain't like that. Like, I, nobody here is tempting me with your hair. Thank you, Jesus. It would be the equivalent of coming to... So when a woman came to church with her head uncovered, it was the equivalent of walking into church in the skimpiest bathing suit. <laughs> Do you see why that might be a problem? Might be slightly distracting? Like, every huh? chicken necking? We had a, we had a, a friend in, uh, in, in Russia. She had gotten saved. This was in a Baptist church. And all the women, as soon as they got married, got, the, got a head, put on a head covering. But she got saved later in life. She had been married and divorced and remarried. And, you know, whatever. I don't know if she knew her status. And so she, she, she didn't wear a head covering. And they, they had a very long prayer service, you know, like 30, uh, 30 minutes of prayer in the middle of service. Afterwards, this older lady came to her and said, you are leading me into sin. I said, what? I said, you are leading me into sin. I cannot pray to God because your head is uncovered. And I'm judging you. Now I have a question. Whose job is it not to judge? It's an inside job, isn't it? I am not... I don't have to fix everything out there to be okay. Like, you are not why I sin. Anybody here blame someone else? I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a problem if it wasn't for you. I wouldn't judge people if you didn't just, right? What happens is James, <laughs> but John, uh, uh, John, James, Paul, Bob, Henry. <laughs> Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat. Yes. Paul puts it this way. He says, he says, he said, but you should, James puts it this way. Nobody should say God is tempting me when you're tempted. It's just you gave in to an evil desire and you, anybody here toyed with an evil desire? What happens when you toy with an evil desire? It grows in, into something nasty, right? And that's what he said. But Paul puts it this way. When you are being tempted, no temptation has come to you except is common to everybody else. So don't get it all in it. You're not that special. But when you're tempted, God will not allow you to be tempted above what? What you're able to endure. But will, with the temptation, make a way of escape. You can't make me judge you, can you? You can't make me judge you. That's an inside job. And so what's happening is he's, Paul is doing this amazing thing as he's calling them back to the cross. He's saying, guys, don't use your freedom to tempt your brother or sister, right? Like, don't, don't do something stupid. Don't, don't, don't come in here in a micro mini and try to, you know, he's like, just don't do it. Don't be distracting to one another. On the other side of it, he's like, guys, quit judging each other. Quit making each other responsible for your own ability to follow Jesus. You know, it's like, it's like men who blame women for lust. I'm sorry, ladies. That's an inside job. But at the same time, you can be mighty distracting. <laughs> no, I mean, it's a reality, isn't it? And so he, that's what Paul's saying. He said, Paul, it's not about you expressing your freedom. It's about you loving your brother or sister. It's not about creating a safe zone where nothing bad will ever happen. It's about loving and preferring one another. It's not about being absolutely right or absolutely free, but it is choosing our freedom to encourage one another to walk in righteousness with Christ. 
And a lot of times, though, when things get messy, we want to create a new rule, don't we? Right? So that will never happen again. That's how cults get formed. Right? We're going to control sin. There ain't going to be no sin around here. Just the kind of sin that grows in the heart and turns into something nasty so that we sin in secret and then they find out about it on the nightly news. <laughs> True? True? No, no, no. What he's saying, he said, guys, listen. At the same time, your freedom does have consequences. He said, guys, listen. Yes, you can eat meat all fine and good, but when you're going into the temples for that feast and you know what's going to be happening in there, right? They got prostitution going on. Everybody's getting, woo You're like, I'm just going to go minister for Jesus there. <laughs> He's like, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't be prudent. Don't do it. Don't use, don't try to, like Masha said, we're not wanting to be people who are trying to see how far we can push our freedom. We want to see how far we can love, how far we can prefer one another, how far can we care for one another. Instead of binding, we don't want to be Pharisees who bind up burdens for other people and lift not a finger to carry them. We want to carry one another's burdens in love. And so he says this, verse 24 of chapter 9, he says, Do you not know that in a race all runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body. And make it my, a slave, so that after I have been preached to others, I myself might not be disqualified for the prize. What he's saying is, I can do anything, but I choose to limit my choices. To be obedient to God, and to love one another. To love one another. And how can I do that? Christ, what do you want me to know about this situation? What if the person I'm judging I need to be interceding for? What if the thing I think is just me having my freedom is causing problems for my brother or sister? Or what if me expressing my freedom is putting me on a slip and slide into hell? God, what do you want me to know? What do you want me to know about how I can walk in love with my brother or sister? Guys, we don't need more laws. We need more love. We need more Christ followers who follow Christ, listening to his heart and choosing to love one another, not elevating individual doctrines, but loving one another. You know, uh, I've had people, they'll basically said something to the other, I, uh, having been wounded by leadership, I can't submit to you. I'm like, That's, well, it's not submission one way, it's submit one to another. We're called to submit to each other, not submit, submit. But it's literally, we're called to this life of union, of oneness. And it's, you know what? It's impossible apart from Christ. How can I love, how can I know Masha unless I talk to the creator who knows how she's made? How can I know how to love her? Guys, by the way, don't try to love women. 
without Jesus. It will not end well. Can anybody give an amen? Don't say it. But no, no. How can I know her? How can I know you apart from the one who made you? How can I serve you? How can I love you? How can I prefer you? How can I submit to you apart from him? Anything else ends up in a law or self-promotion and separation. Whew. I think I dug up a whole can of worms, dumped them on the floor. They are. But what I wanted to say is religion won't keep us safe. It won't protect us. It just creates a burned out zone. And freedom will kill us. But love, love will unite us. Love, he who is love, will make us one. And that's a lot of why we're doing Love Fest tonight. Because we want to know what he's saying about us. It's, a, it's impossible to do apart from the voice. If we can have the worship team come up. <laughs> uh, I, I was feeling your pain. And uh, so I was asking Jesus what he wanted me to know about y'all. He said, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. He's got you. As we go into worship, just go ahead and pour out before him all the questions, all the concerns, all the difficulties, whatever is you're wrestling with right now. As pour it out before him and find him to be good enough. For more information, go to AriseLife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram.